What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Miles Apart. Hi, guys. <laughs> so we're all eager by when I say all, especially me and maybe the three other noses are paying attention <laughs> to this podcast, but we're eager to hear more about your ultra marathon. Okay, so I guess we could start with walk us through. Before. Yes, yeah. So um, on Thursday of last week, which was a couple of days ago, um, like two days after the podcast, mm -hmm. we I flew with two friends, my girlfriend and my family, to Utah. We flew into Salt Lake City, and we got there at like ten thirty. Um, and then we basically just went to the grocery store and just bought so much. And then we had to drive, um, two hours, like to the salt flats straight there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I got to see the salt flats where my race would be. Um, I got to pick up my packet and then there was like a pre-race meeting. So it was funny because the director of the race was this, really sassy bitchy lady <laughs> she was like my it literally scared my like everyone that i brought they were like oh like this is what it's gonna be like because she was like yeah like there's not a lot of flags or like good directions on the race like if you get lost like you could definitely die like there's a desert part where you could just like what get lost oh my and god i was like oh, and she was like, yeah, in the dark, it's kind of hard to find the flags as well. So make sure you're going in the right direction or we're going to have to get a helicopter to pick you up. So Jesus Christ, after everybody was um, properly scared, mm -hmm. we we went back. I basically just like packed up all my stuff. Um, I made like eight to ten peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm sorry, I'm watching out of the window because it's just like raining. Like it looks like the earth, like the world is going down right now. It's just very interesting. But yes, I'm focusing now on you, not the weather anymore. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, I made like 10 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, I had like four or five like bags that I packed that would like go in my running vest. Um so I was going to eat like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a banana, a couple pickles, um, a few dates, like every mm -hmm. like 30 or so miles. Mm -hmm. um, I went to bed at like 10. When was then... the start of the race? The race started on Friday at 7 a.m. Wow. Yeah, okay, so, so I woke yeah, up. 10. Yeah, so I I woke up at five and had like a tiny little breakfast. Um uh -huh. and really just packed up. We left at six. The Airbnb that we stayed at was only like fifteen minutes from the start. So we just like we all drove out there. Super windy. It was kind of mm. cold. So mm. I it was funny we like got there and kind of warmed up and I got fully dressed and everything. And I thought it was pretty cold. And then I, we all lined up and the same sassy, um, race director was like, all right, well, there's a little bit of water on the course, but you guys can handle it. And then she was just, <laughs> she was just like, all right, you guys can go now. And we're like, what? Like you didn't even, there was no like, gunshot or anything no she was really like all right you can go we were we were all what? like what how many like how many people were at the start or like participate in general do you know that um total there were like different distances total there were like 90 wow only yeah no it was a small race she said oh, wow. when we were when we were picking up packets she was like yeah this is a small year but um okay yeah so she said go and i was so confused <laughs> and like 
it didn't even really hit me until like mile five or so that I really even started the race, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and honestly, the day before, like, I don't think I was, I wasn't really anxious because I didn't feel like it was happening, you know? Yeah. I didn't really, I don't think I really understood what I got myself into. Um, but then I met some other runners and got to hear their stories while I was running at like mile 15 or whatnot. But it really didn't start till uh, like mile like 22 where I was like, this is going to be a really long day. Because <laughs> there was like, there were like no clouds. And oh, I was like, no. oh yeah, it's a perfect day. Like the sun's out, it's oh. amazing. Oh, and no. then by mile like, 20 or so the sun just like zapped me of my energy and i was like if i'm at like 20 percent of this race how the hell am i gonna finish <laughs> so Wait, i but, just like so mm -hmm. you were allowed to have a um uh what's the name a pacer from beginning on mm -mm. so the plan was to get my first pacer at mile 50. So I had to run the first oh. half of the race by myself. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I didn't see my crew until mile 30. So the first six hours of the race, I was just completely alone. Just in my oh, thoughts. God. And I got, I hit like mile like 23 and I was honestly like pretty down. I was just like, man, this is. No. This is gonna be so brutal. <laughs> no, because it was just so hot, and I was wearing like a long sleeve. Well, I was wearing all black. Oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mustered my way through and got to mile thirty where I saw everybody, like my parents uh -huh. and my friends, um, and that kind of helped. Um, they like replenished my food and whatnot. And I just like continued. I think I like changed my shirt to a short sleeve. Yeah. Um, but then I just continued. I was on good pace though. Mm -hmm. Um, and I typically in these races for like maybe 45 minutes to an hour, you'll just randomly meet people that are going the same pace as you Yeah. and yeah. you'll just like chat and whatever. So I met two guys, which one of the guys was insane his name was Bo, and he was like 41 years old and he told me a story like a year ago almost to the date he was in his car trying to pick up his um son at his ex-wife's house and he got stabbed by a random mexican dude twice and like almost died his guts were like coming out what yeah and he had to like defend himself like get the knife out of the dude's hand was like literally stabbed like twice and Jesus. um and then he like was still in his car so he just like floored it into the dude oh my god and it turned out that the guy was only like 10 days out of jail he had been in jail for like 20 years he was just trying to kill that guy to go back in jail or something uh, wow but anyways <laughs> I just don't really yeah. know <laughs> you you just you meet a lot of like crazy people they have like insane stories um so compared to everyone you're like a soft kitty yeah yeah <laughs> and he had done a, uh this like a 100 mile race or a 160 kilometer race a month beforehand um and that like from the from the attack or from this race from this race, the race I did, he did one four weeks beforehand. It took him over 28 hours, like 28, 29 hours. Wow. Um, and he didn't even know about this race until like a week before he just signed up. Yeah. So wow. we, we, we get to like mile 35. I'm like very very in my head like mm -hmm. this is not good like i feel like crap this sucks um i'm mean, gonna start 38 to... in kilometers is like 50 
Well, whatever, 30, like 30 something percent of 160. Um, bad in math. Uh, 48. So like 50. Yeah. Yeah. So, so at that point, I'm just like walking and I just tell myself, like, if I feel like really bad, I'm just going to keep walking Mm because I'd rather keep moving than like sit down. Yeah. Um, and I, and I knew like during the race that I would feel bad sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but luckily I, mile 41 was the next aid station. Mm -hmm. Um, usually they have like snacks and this one actually had like pulled pork tacos and stuff. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I literally was so upset. Like I got there, it was 41 miles in there. Like, do you want some pulled pork tacos with like homemade pico de gallo? And I was like, no, I do not want that. Because <laughs> I'm fucking vegan, but I didn't say that. Oh, I can see. I can picture you being pissed out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, oh, yeah, I, I get that. Like, you don't want to run. You Like, you don't like to eat a lot when you're running. I'm like, yeah, totally. That's why I don't want it. Yeah. Wow, we should make a comedy show. Matt's experience while running. <laughs> uh, so I literally just chugged like two bottles of water. Because before that, I was just drinking um, like electrolyte water, like sports drinks and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was just so tired of it. I just wanted real water. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just chugged that. And then I felt like way better. Um, mile... 43 you said 41 ish okay 41 ish how much time like what's the time stamp there um i would say nine hours in wow okay wow jesus christ and can you like, can you describe the the scenery? Like, like what did you see? Was it just like, like, what do you see? Mm-hmm. Where did you run so, through? So the first, like, the first 15 miles, have you ever seen pictures of the salt flats or been there? I've seen pictures, but I feel like people who might listen to this podcast, just to, like, clarify, like, mm-hmm. explain maybe. So... The salt flats, it's just a dried up lake bed. And it's so it's literally just like miles of endless salt on the ground. And the texture is weird. It's kind of like a soggy crouton. Oof. So like it's not hard, but it's not super soft. And the salt just goes everywhere when you're running on it. Like it was like Ugh. all over my shoes, Ugh. Um, but it was insane. It like felt like I was running on a different planet. Like because like you could look like so far and not see anything. Like you, the mountains were so far away that they looked like they were floating in an ocean because of like the mirage. Wow. Yeah. So you're literally running, butt fuck nowhere on moisturized croutons <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then at mile like 15 you uh get to an aid station and kind of head towards the mountains um so it's kind of like a deserted mountain area no real vegetation the only like real plants and stuff are just like semi-dead shrubs <laughs> wow so you were like in a dead zone no man's yeah. country. Yeah, I mean, literally, there's like no life. There's, I think I saw one lizard, and like one grasshopper, the whole race. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're at mile forty-one. You just had to understand that you're vegan and you can't eat nice tacos. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point. Um, to get to mile 41, we had to climb up, uh, uphill mm-hmm. and I really, I like hated it. I just like walked up the entire thing, but I knew like, I love to go downhill. 
So mm-hmm. as soon as I got up to the top, like I just zoomed down. Um, How much of an elevation was that? The uphill? Yes. Uh, the elevation wasn't like, because the flat part is flat. Like I think it's almost at sea level. Or no, no, mm-hmm. I think it's at, I think it's at um, like two to three thousand feet, which isn't that much. Maybe like a thousand meters. I don't know, but sure, yes, let's go with that. Um, so climbing, it was probably only like thirteen hundred feet, which is I'm I'm gonna Google this real quick just because I have no idea what it means and three or four hundred meters. Oh yeah, but still, that's uh, that's some elevation. It's a, it's a it's a decent climb. It's not like it wasn't crazy. Like none of these climbs were like insane. It was just you had to do them while you're running, you know, <laughs> on a hundred mile run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the first half, I'm really just trying to pace myself. Um, so mile forty one, shooting down, and then like a mile later, you hit what they call the mud flats. Um, and this is the part that the race director said that you should really make sure you know where you're going. Cause I literally almost got lost, but basically it's kind of like the salt flats where it's just completely flat and like no life, except it's just mud. There's no salt. So it's just like an wow. endless desert. And wow. so for the 18 ish miles or no, eight miles, I say, um, you're just running on flat dirt, like no one around. Um, but honestly, that was one of my favorite parts because it just mm-hmm. reminded me, it reminded me of Chicago. I was like, this is, this is my forte because it was <laughs> extreme headwind, like just like coming oh, at you. Yep, and I was, yep. I was wearing um, AirPods at that point. So I was just like loving life, listening to music. <laughs> Um, Let me guess. It was some sort of uh, Matthew soft music. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually passed like two to three people at that point because I was going so fast. I was going. So I wanted to go at like a 12 minute pace in, on average. And at that point I was going at a 10 minute pace. Which is pretty good. Which is, I, I remember you said 12 and that was like six something per kilometer. So much faster. That's pretty good. That's really good. Yeah. So I think I was about like three miles away and I could see, I could see the, my family's car in the distance. Oh, no. And so I was so excited that I wanted to get there because the day before I had went to Chipotle and bought myself a Chipotle bowl just for this occasion. And I was like, I'm going to feast on a Chipotle bowl halfway through. It's going to be amazing. So for like 35 minutes, I'm just like looking at this car, like knowing that there's a Chipotle bowl right there. And so honestly, I can picture picture a meme of like someone like, uh, I don't know, like a a duck running towards like food and is like, food. (laughs) Uh, So I finally get there like it. But it's funny because I actually beat my 50 mile record like time. Me like that's 80 kilometers and that's. So I got it in. I got it in 11 hours. Um, that sounds so, really fast. I just you, like what was the the second fastest pace or like average pace before the average pace of what I've done, what I did. No, on like other fifty miles because you said it was your fastest one ever. So yeah, well, I only beat it by five minutes, but still, like yeah, the thing, the, the thing is, like I beat the record of my. 50 mile race record on a hundred mile race. So I still had another 50 to go. <laughs> um, yes. 
I kind of want to lean out the window and say that's dumb to to beat your record on the first half. Yeah. I I will stand by it wasn't dumb just because I felt really good getting into mile 50. Like I felt so good. I was ready to go. Uh-huh. Um I feel like there's going to be a twist at some point. Yeah, but that <laughs> so I so I get to the aid station. I see my family and my friends and everything. They're like asking me what I need and I'm sitting down. They have a chair for me. And I just open up that Chipotle like it's like the greatest thing on earth. <laughs> and I just start going to town. And in like five minutes, I ate the, like basically the entire thing. In like five OG minutes. OG Matt. OG yeah. Matt. Back at it again. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I feel great. So this is when my first pacer came in. Candace came in, uh, my girlfriend, and we had seven miles together, like ahead. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling great. And then we start to jog and I'm like, oh, I need to like slow down and walk for a second. And very quickly, my stomach just starts to like feel like crap. Oh, no. Yeah. No. So, so basically, we just start walking. We walk for like five miles and my stomach is killing me. And oh. then I take the largest poop of my entire life. <laughs> Like I had to, I had to like literally just go into the bushes and just like poop in behind a bush. But luckily, I had packed uh, toilet paper with me. Um, <laughs> but I thought I thought going to the bathroom would be like be beneficial for my stomach. I thought my stomach would be better, but it still felt awful. I was like burping every like couple of minutes, and I thought I was gonna yak everywhere. Oh, no. Oh no. But then when I was like six miles in, so like mile 56, there was a runner that I had passed that actually passed me. And he's like, are you good? And I was like, no, my stomach hurts. I ate too much Chipotle. (laughs) And then he was like, well, I have Tums. Do you know what Tums is? No. Tums are like these like little like medicine things that you can like eat and it helps your stomach if you like feel sick. Mm-hmm. So I ate one of those and I actually like really helped. I got to the next aid station at mile 57 and um, I kind of just like sat in the car to let my stomach settle a little bit. Um, probably for like 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, Had you plans c- to like stop at these checkpoints and like sit down or okay. okay. Yeah. Um. So the plan was after that, at mile 56, I had four miles until the next aid station and I was just going to do it by myself, but Candace was feeling good and she, we didn't run the seven miles together. So like we literally just walked it. So it's not like she really even did much. Mm-hmm. Um, so she ended up doing the next four with me as well, mm-hmm. but I was feeling really good after taking the time. So we were like hauling ass, like going pretty fast. And she was like kind of getting winded because she couldn't like hold up. up yeah um but we finally made it but it was but at between those four miles that's when it actually got dark and when you're in the middle of nowhere it's like dark dark oh wow like you can't see anything and the only reason why we could is because i had a headlamp and she had a headlamp um and we also had like these uh, waistband things that had lights on it too. Yeah. So what time is it at this point? It's like, uh, it's probably like, like 12, 13 hours in. So like 8 PM. Oh, wow. It got dark so early. Yeah. It was, it got dark real quick. Like literally it got dark super quick. And then the the there was a full moon and it just like came above like went above the mountains like really fast damn um it was kind of exciting in the beginning it was like oh like it's getting real like getting dark but as the night like went i was just like losing my soul oh no yeah <laughs> so, so sad 
So I felt good for those until like mile 56 ish or no, not whatever. What was it? 61. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Elliot actually swapped in with Candace and he was my pacer for like 13 miles. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to like 72. Um, and those were good. We, we ran a lot of it besides the uphill. I changed my strategy to just like run everything besides the uphill and just like walk the uphill. Mm-hmm. Um, I was feeling good. It was funny because that section, it was so dark and the, the markings were so small. It was kind of hard to see. So Elliot would just like, he was never running besides me. He would like run in front of me and like, look and try to find like which way it is to go and stuff it was funny he looked looked like a little boy scout (laughs) but that's nice i mean no yeah it was nice i i didn't really have to worry about getting lost i kind of felt bad for everyone that didn't have a pacer which i think i was like the only person that had pacers but really because because everyone else like they had a run in the dark alone in the middle of nowhere Oof. And they had no help with directions. Oof. Um, yeah, so you said um, directions. Did your pacer, so everyone, like, have a map? Or how did they mm-hmm. know? Or It was mainly just, like, keeping your eyes open, looking for... So they put flags down to mark the trails... But they put flags down every like 30 minutes. So like if you if you like kind of got lost and you were like, oh, I'll just run for 30 minutes, then you could have just like completely gotten lost. But was there like a was it like on a small path where it made sense, like continue here for 30 minutes or was it just like uh, most most of it was on small paths, but like the mud part at mile like 42 completely like middle of nowhere you would have no idea there were no like trails or anything it was just dirt what yeah insane yeah but um i got to the aid station at like mile 62 or 63 ish um and i was feeling good but it was funny because the aid station beforehand i had asked my crew to go to burger king and get me a burger <laughs> and some oh, onion no. rings oh no i dude i messed up twice <laughs> no so no so i i literally like kill this burger and the onion rings in like five minutes <laughs> no and i set out with another one of my buddies aaron he actually drove from montana to meet up Oh, um, that's the guy who t- took the pictures. Mm-hmm. Got it. We did like six miles together and we walked the six miles because I was not feeling good. Oh, no. Did you have to poop again? Yeah, no, I literally took the second largest crap of my life. <laughs> like like halfway through the six miles. Um, uh. <laughs> but we made it. It was literally... Like it's, it's weird because during the night you'll see like the aid station, like ahead of you, cause mm-hmm. you can see the light mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, it's not that far. And then it just takes 10 times as long as you think it's going <laughs> to take for you to get there. I'm still um, stuck on you had, <laughs> you committed the same mistake twice. <laughs> no, I, I, I was so excited. I was like, dude, I want Burger King so bad. Because uh, Burger King has a a vegan burger. I know. So I was like, oh, I'll eat that. Um, oh, this is one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, because it's like at that point, I was so tired of eating bananas and pickles and peanut butter and jellies. I was like, I'm not eating another one. So why not eat Burger King in Chipotle? <laughs> Sorry, that's so good. <laughs> so I barely made it through 
that section. Um, but luckily when I got there, like I got to just, I think that was the longest I sat in the car. I just kind of sat there for like 20 minutes just contemplating my life because my soul had been like literally removed. I was so tired. It was. You shitted it out. That's what happened. Cause I was at, I had like, I don't even know. I had like 19 miles left. Oh God. So I was, I was 81 miles in. So I was 81% in. Wow. And I was, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, I have ran 81 miles. I still have 19 miles to go. Like that is just absurd. And I'm so tired. That's like a, you did 128 kilometers and you still had 30, 32 left. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So honestly, the, that stretch of. Um, it was, think it was like seven to eight miles after that was, it was completely in the dark. Um, another one of my buddies like came in as a pacer and I walked the entire, yeah, Mm -hmm. I walked the entire thing, but he, he was good. Like I got to the point where I was just like bitching the entire time because I just felt like (laughs) crap. Like we got to that point and my heels were literally bleeding so bad. Like I had blood all over my shoes. Oh. Like through my socks. Oh no. And like my feet were so blistered up and like just disgusting. Oh, oh God. But um it was funny because I was just trying to distract myself. So I was like asking him questions like um if you had to eat one fruit for the rest of your life, but it had to be a combination <laughs> of two fruits, what would it be? You know, or, or some stupid question. Yeah. That's that's the only reason why I like stayed sane a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I was so tired. Like I could literally just fall asleep, like running. Did you drink any like boosting drinks such as coffee like caffeine based or any uh well i'm not a big fan of caffeine i don't take caffeine like ever Mm -hmm. so i was kind of nervous to take caffeine i didn't want it to like kill my body or anything i mean you took like chipotle and burger king can't get worse than that yeah i know (laughs) i i took a sip of a monster drink Uh but it didn't really do anything it was so like because I only took like three sips. Yeah. But um, at that point, I was going so slow. Like we were walking at like a 22 minute pace. Um, it's 13 point seven minutes per kilometer yeah that's um it's a bit slower than before yeah i was going super slow um, but he was like don't worry like we're going up this uphill and then once we get there we have like seven miles of downhill like complete downhill so we get we finally get to the top of this mountain and I'm looking downhill and surprisingly, as much as my body felt like shit, I was just like ready to go. And so we just start going downhill and we are cooking. Like we are going so fast. It's really insane. <laughs> like every, all the entire crew was at the Airbnb and they're like expecting me to take like another three hours and we uh-huh. texted them we were like you need to be there in like 30 minutes because we're going so fast wow yeah so we were going um for everyone listening he's calculating um the paces we were going basically seven minute miles which is 4.35 minutes a kilometer you did this after how many miles 
like 93. What? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So we were running. No. We were running downhill like seven minute miles for like four miles straight. Wait, that's like after over 145 kilometers, you're booking it at 430? Yeah. Bro, what? It was in, that was like the best part. Like we hit the downhills and it was just, I was blasting music on the speaker, like some like rap and stuff. It was, it was insane. We were just cooking down. And wow. We got to the flat part, but I continued. Um, and I think we were going around nine minute miles, which is like a 5.6 minute kilometer per kilometer. Bro, that's insane after like such a distance. Normal people don't do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, nor like normal people don't run that in average. You do this after over 150 kilometers or something like something like that. Yeah. I don't, the sun came out and I just literally felt like a new person because I was just for the past like 10 hours just exhausted in the darkness of in i think like the good dark like really just brings out like the darkness within you but then the sun comes out and you're like i feel great yeah um but yeah like we there was one the last aid station you had 3.7 miles left so basically mm -hmm. a 5k um and honestly that felt like the finish line because i knew that i was just gonna walk the last 5k with my family. So we were like going so fast to the point where Jake was tired, like really tired. Like I almost threw up just cause I was running so fast. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, that's insane. But yeah, so the last, the last aid station was great. I drank like a hot chocolate. And kind of was just like all smiles and everyone was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, you're so happy right now. And you've like, looked, you look so good and like, so ready to go right now. Like, what is wrong with you? Um, I was just so happy to almost be done. Like, I just wanted to be done at that point. I just like, it was taking yeah. so long. So at that point it had been around 26 hours. Oh my God. You're yeah, running so, wait, wait. So, after how many hours were you starting to book it downhill with Jake? Uh, probably like twenty-four and a half. I just don't even know what to say. Like, this is—you're not human anymore. Do you realize that? It's just, we, it's amazing how your body can like adapt. Like one second I'll be feeling like really bad or in my head. And then the next second it's like, I'm on cloud nine. Yeah, I mean, but come they on. Do, they do say in these races, you get to experience what normal people experience, all the emotions and stuff. Um, maybe for an entire year and or a month, like in that span of 24 hours you know crazy okay so you're then the last you mentioned last week that you wanted to run the last couple of miles with your dad to like get him into like sports and like healthier life mm -hmm. tell me a bit more about that so my dad was just exhausted i don't think that literally anyone understood what was gonna happen or like during the race, I don't think they understood that they kind of have to be up the entire time and be prepared. <laughs> so everyone by then was just absolutely exhausted. Oh, no. Oh, no. So we get ready to go, just me and my dad. And then my mom and my sister are like, can we join? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. Which was fine. Like, I love my mom and my sister. I just kind of wanted to have a moment with my dad mm -hmm. to, like, talk to him, which we kind of did because my dad was much slower than my mm -hmm. mom and my sister. So they kind of, like, walked ahead and I got to talk to my dad, which was nice. But it honestly wasn't as 
emotional and stuff like that as I thought. Um, like we did talk about, he literally called called me out and he was like, I know you want this to like inspire me and change my life and stuff like that. And then we talked about his eating habits and stuff, which was fine. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never know. I mean, it could it could inspire him. He said that it was definitely inspiring and he can't believe that I actually like did it. Um, so we did have, we had a good conversation. We didn't have the exact one that I had thought I was going to happen in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was just like a romantic version of it in my head. Or maybe um, you just didn't take in all the factors. Like, like you said, I mean, yeah. they also had to stay up the entire time you went through hell and heaven at the same time in those 25 hours before or like 26 hours. And so I think that's also a factor. Yeah. So the 5k probably took, I don't even know, like an hour, an hour and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, we It was completely flat on the salt flats again. Um, it was nice. I kind of just wanted to get, the hell out of there and finish (laughs) so it was weird it was weird because we get to the finish line and it's literally just like two barrels filled with water no like real flags or anything no like music no congratulations it was just like (laughs) i get to the end and there's like the race director had like a younger daughter and she was just like standing there with like the, so they don't hand out medals. They hand out, um, belt buckles. So American. (laughs) So, so they just gave me a belt buckle. I was like, and that was it. Like they all, they said was like, congrats, but it was funny though, because I got to the finish line and I was like, is this the finish line? They're like, yeah. And then I was like, Nah, I'm good. And I turned around. But, and everyone was like, oh, no, no. And I was like, no, nah, I'm kidding. So then I like crossed the finish line <laughs> and took the belt buckle. And really like, it was so anticlimactic. We literally just got in the car and drove back to the Airbnb. And wow. I was, I was just so thankful to be done. I didn't even care. Um, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. So 27, it took... It took 27 hours, 26 minutes. Um, my bib number was six, and I finished in sixth place, which was kind of cool. Um, That's nice. Six out of 90 people? Well, no, I think. So there was only like 30 people that did the 100 miler. Yeah. But only, I think it was only like 16 people finished. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So like half of them quit during the race. There was one guy that didn't finish and he got to the last 5K aid station where there's only 5K left. He didn't get in the right enough time. How do you mean? So like each aid station, there's a required time. They leave three hours left to do the last 5K because it can be kind of hard for people so you had to get it in within three 33 hours oh and so he got it like probably like 34 hours so he was late so he wasn't able to finish and all he had was a 5k left oh fuck did 155 kilometers and then you're not allowed to stop a finish wow yeah Yeah. oh that's brutal but the this the crazy part is I finished that. I'm running for 26 and or 27 and a half hours. Um, and it's like 11 a.m. when we get to the Airbnb. And we have to leave at like 2 p.m., like three hours later to go to the airport. Oh, no. <laughs> like no one is packed up. Oh. There's there's crap everywhere. <laughs> And I'm just like so exhausted. So Candace, thankfully, 
set up the bathtub in the Airbnb. Uh Um, I was like freezing, but like had a fever. Ooh. And I like made my way into the bathtub and kind of soaked in there. And she had to like go run and get um, like soap and stuff. And just in like the two minutes where she had to go get soap and then come back or whatever, I fell asleep in the tub. <laughs> Which is scary because like if I fell asleep and then I fell into the tub, I would I could like die, you know? I mean, yes, but I'm also not surprised. I mean, you did run for 27 and a half hours, 160 kilometers. Come on. Yeah. So she, she was a nice girlfriend and uh washed off my legs and my face and my hair and my body as i'm just like kind of like laying there like you know like kind of like dead (laughs) um and then and then i like got out and dried off and kind of like penguin waddled to the bed because my legs hurt so bad my feet were killing me i mean yeah um and just like literally just knocked out in one second wow and then i wake up like an hour later and my mom had made spaghetti um and i just eat a bunch of food and then we had to pack up and leave so in like 30 minutes oof and candace was so worried about me that she ordered a wheelchair at the airport. I love it. So we drive the two hours from the Airbnb to the airport, which was fine. I think I fell asleep. I don't even do. I don't even remember, to be honest. You must have. There's no way you stay awake. We get to the airport. They, my parents drop us off. Um, and they just go to the TSA, like, check-in. Cause mm-hmm. I had to check a bag and the lady is like, do you need a wheelchair? It says you need a wheelchair. And I was like, no, I'm good. So I just didn't take the wheelchair and I'm just like hobbling along with my feet, like all wrapped up and bloody and stuff. Oh, and it's funny. Cause I forgot to pack for the ride home, like the flight home. So I was literally wearing a wife beater and pants a wife beater like a tank top oh it, that's called wife beater yeah it's a terrible name <laughs> oh my god i was like what the hell is that yeah it's a terrible name okay a um, wife beater <laughs> a wife beater i can picture you like walking around like a penguin and wearing a wife beater <laughs> <laughs> we okay we got dinner before the flight and then we got on the plane and i literally just passed out in one second on the plane um yeah luckily i ended up getting an aisle seat and candace was right next to me so i just passed out in one second i actually remember waking up and we were just about to land and one of the flight attendants was like you need to put your buckle on but i was so tired i had no idea what she was talking about i'm like huh <laughs> and canis is like he does have his buckle on and i did not have my buckle on so she's like it's right there it's not it's not on just like do it and i was like what and i was just like just put it on and i was like so in a like daze but we we made our way back to there to our place. I think we got back at like 11 p.m. Oh wow! And I just hopped in the shower for a second on like f- like freezing cold to uh-huh. just like hit my legs because mm-hmm. um, I was so inflamed. Mm. And yeah, like just went to bed. Next day, I it was such a blur. I literally just like laid in bed. I was exhausted. We actually walked to the grocery store. You walked? Yeah, we walked to the grocery store like a mile. So like two kilometers. 
Um, but besides that, we I literally just that's what all I've been doing really is just taking naps and laying around. Um, yeah, you look definitely more tired than usually. I can tell that. Yeah, it's Wednesday. The race got mm -hmm. done on Saturday, so it's been three days. Um, and honestly, I've I'm feeling good. I feel like I'm almost back to normal. My legs still are kind of achy, mm -hmm. um, but I want to go on a run today just to like feel it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to, so everyone who's listening, <clears throat> first thought. He's insane. Second thought, he's still insane. Third thought, why the hell would you go on a run today? <laughs> well, to be honest, I would not go on a run, but I'm like in this run club where I kind of have to. I have to get like 11 miles in this week. Um, Wait, 11 miles? That's like nearly half half marathon. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But so, yeah. um, recap, um, would you do this again? Uh, it would have to be in a year because I just don't want to. No, no, I mean, just like ever, like not saying in a week or two, like, hell no, like in a year, two years, whatever. Like, would you ever do it again? Mm. I think that there's like a 70% chance. Mm -hmm. Like, it might just be kind of too long. Like, I could just do a 50-miler and I'd be fine, you know? You figure 160 kilometers is a bit too long? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, so tiring. It just takes so long. Like, it just... It's crazy to me that there's races that are 250 miles. There's more? Yeah, there's races that are 250 miles. So two and a half times that. Two. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, people are just different. Like I have the ultra bug. People say like you people get the ultra bug and they'll run an ultra race and then they'll just love it and just do a bunch of races and go farther and farther, which I definitely had. I just think doing this. I just don't know how beneficial it is. It kind of just like took my soul for 24 hours. Was it so you mentioned this a couple of times this during this recording? Were you like alive, died, reborn, and then died again throughout this race or? Uh, I think it's more like, I was not, I wasn't even there. Like there were just points where I was just not even, my mind wasn't even in my body. It was just like so exhausted. I couldn't even process it. So I just allowed myself to move. Wow. It, yeah, it was just, it wasn't even sadness. It was just like feeling like you're a prisoner that just has to keep moving. Oh God. But I kind of like, I, the thing is you tell it in such a, like I can see how distorted you still are <laughs> and I know you. <laughs> so I do find it very, very funny at times, but I also feel very, very bad for you because I know how much pain you must have like been in like in how much pain you must have been i think it's good for life though to it's kind of a life lesson to yeah. just keep going um life can get like hard you know like certain things happen you lose somebody or have a breakup or mm -hmm. your job isn't the job that you thought it was going to be or something and you kind of get stuck and it's kind of just life lesson of if you just put one foot in front of the other at some point life is going to get grand and you're going to be on top of that mountain going down um views are nice but you're 
the bad parts are always going to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you just take it as it is, you can have like a different perspective. Like I, in that, the entire race, I never thought I was going to quit. I knew mm -hmm. I could get, I knew I could finish. It was just life is tireless. It like, it just keeps going and no, like nothing will stop time from yeah. going. If I would ever ask you to run a 50 mile or a hundred mile with me, would you do it? hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. <laughs> the best, the number one thing that I learned during this race is that everything is way more enjoyable with people. Like yeah. everything is better shared. If I did that entire race by myself, oh my God, I don't think I would finish. Swear to God, I don't think I would. Yeah, Just, no, I, yeah. All the pacers that I had, they were there for me and I can, I just felt like more alive, even though I felt like I was dead at some points, like I still had someone there next to me, um, cheering me on and supporting me, which is really important. Even like shorter races, you see like you run a half marathon and you, then you, you're at 15 K in and you see your girlfriend and it just like gives you so much energy you know yeah hey i mean i can't compare it but like at my half marathon race i knew my girlfriend was gonna be at the end and that gave me the extra power at the end that i needed i was like first of all i want to show her that i can do it and second of all i'm gonna see her and she's gonna have water for me and hell yeah i want to see her but yeah it's crazy in reality, it's honestly not even about the race. It's about the people. Like what I will remember the places that I went through, but I'll mm -hmm. definitely remember more like the miles I shared with people and the memories I got to share with everybody. Let's make something. Let's make a, not a bet. This is not a bet. This is a, a statement and this is going to happen. Within a year, I'm going to do with you a marathon. Okay, we can just do the one in September. No, I can't sign up. <laughs> I Why? can't do it in... Wait, which one is the one in September? The one in the mountains. Oh, There's... God. There was the half marathon, <laughs> but we could just do a marathon. Let me first run a marathon before I run one in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go for I'm time. Down, it could but... just be fun. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'll be training. I'll be training for a race anyway. So I'll be like ready to go. I know you will be. I don't know if I will be. That's my biggest concern right now. Um, maybe September, maybe another one, but I want to make, I want to do a marathon with you. And I'm going to say this in the next five years, we're doing a 50 mile one to together. All right. What I understood is a hundred miles a bit too long because it's during the night. So I'm trying to, I'm a, I'm a aim sunrise sunset. That's my, there's also, <laughs> my comfort zone. you can also do a 50 K, which is like 31 miles or whatever. That's an ultra marathon as well. Hey, I mean, I don't care as long as it's anything above a marathon, I'm down. It's awesome. I think. Road racing and trail racing is totally different. I mean, you know 100%. that you grew, you grew yeah. up seeing yeah. the mountains and stuff. So just running the trails is one, it, it's way more technical. You have to think about your steps. Like you don't want to run and roll your ankle or like trip and get bloody and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just fun to be outdoors and see the nature. And even though there was like no nature in my race, but <laughs> No, no livelihood at all because it was just nothing. I'm honestly I, I, like astonished, like, like congrats. That's the only thing I can say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's like you know I like want to say so many things, but it's just congrats. <laughs> yeah, insane. My, my mom. We finished the race and we were going to the airport and she was just like bitching about like, I'm hot, my feet hurt and stuff like that. And, and I'm like, 
sitting there and I'm like, really? Really? You want to say that right now? Because I'm feeling so great right now. <laughs> I'm sure your feet looked amazing. <laughs> oh my God. I, my feet have never been that swollen ever. I think I like went up an entire size shoe because my feet were so swollen. Oh, was that as bad after a 50, 50 mile run race? Mm. Honestly, it's better. Like my first 50, I was so wrecked. I could barely walk for an entire week. And now like this race, it's not as bad. Honestly. Oh, I'm such an idiot that I just told you I'm going to do this with you. My last 50, <laughs> I got a really bad fever and got sick for like a week. And this one, I had a fever for just like the day of the race. Woke up. Ugh. I was tired and exhausted, but I'm not like sick or anything. What is your biggest lesson that you've learned? Or like, give me three things that you've learned throughout this race. Um... Any goal is, I wouldn't say easier. Well, I guess easier. It's easier, but more enjoyable when it's shared. Uh -huh. um, if you never, if you always believe in yourself and you never think that you can't do something, you can do it. Like I never had it in my mind that I couldn't do it. Never once in my head did I think that I was going to quit because it was too hard. Mm -hmm. I think, I think when you have in your mind, um, that you're never going to quit and that you can go, it's like, if you just go set out and tell yourself, I'm going to run a 5k today, you're going to kind of be tired after that 5k. But if you told yourself that you're going to run a 20k, you wouldn't be tired after 5k, you know? So yeah. it's kind of just like telling yourself, having the length of miles or whatever in your head already and knowing that you can do it. Even when you feel like really bad, you have to have some sort of faith in yourself to not quit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess the funny one is just don't eat a whole thing of Chipotle <laughs> during your I race. I was about to ask. <laughs> That was a terrible idea. I will literally never do that ever again. I will watch what I eat during a race. Like, God, that was terrible. And always have Tums on you. Well, first of all, maybe don't eat Chipotle and then you don't have to need yeah. Tums. Also, also um, wear sunglasses because I didn't wear sunglasses the entire time. Oh no. And now my eyes are kind of fried. Like I, the, the day <laughs> oh, after God. we like walked to the grocery store, I wasn't wearing sunglasses and anything like mildly bright, like fucked up my eyes. Oh my God. <laughs> <coughs> you didn't think of this? No, I did. It was just like, I hate running with sunglasses. So I just didn't. Yeah, but like the salt reflects. Oh, yeah. I know. I, <laughs> I know. It's pure oh, white. No. It's like the snow in the winter. Like when you go oh, hiking. I know. Like... Yeah, no, it's a general thing. So I went uh, once went skiing with a friend of mine and he said, I don't need goggles. And I told him, you will be blind tonight. Yeah, I, I literally. Oh, wait, I forgot. I finished the race. I get in bed. And Candace is right next to me and she's wearing black leggings. And I look down and I'm like, why are you wearing red leggings? Because <laughs> my eyes were so messed up. I literally thought her leggings were red. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was, I was banged up. Yeah, I'm not surprised, to be honest with you. But we, we live to tell the tale. I I'm pretty good right now. Honestly, it was cool because now Elliot and Jake, like my friends, they want to do an Ironman. Like Elliot was never, never into like racing and doing stuff. And he was like, I could see myself doing a 50 miler. I'm like, you could never even see yourself doing a marathon. But now like you see this and he's like, well, yeah, it was really cool. 
But the thing is, I mean, you've inspired me as well. I mean, a year ago I wasn't running and then you start running and I started as well. And that main reason is because of you. The amazing thing is it's a positive thing, you know, staying healthy and stuff and that can unite people. It doesn't have to be a negative thing like staying up late, going out, even though I did stay up late um, for the race, but like that was a one-time thing, but it's nice to like make a friendship or spend time with people and not do something negative. I mean, sports unites people, just like you said, it's, it's one of the strongest things, emotions it can create, share too. Should we bring this to an end? Yeah, I just feel like I just let out everything out of my system for an hour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this episode is about you because no one can trump this week's info. Next time I'm just going to hound you next podcast. I'm just going to like ask you a bunch of questions. Darn it. And I have to, and I, I have to do something special this week. Yeah, you're you're kind of on the decline. You need to do something cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do a 200-mile race tonight. <laughs> okay, well, um, this was extremely interesting and uh, a bit comedic um, for me. <laughs> I hope you're going to feel better and um, good luck on your race today. And um, to the listeners... Be back next week. Peace out, homies. <laughs> Bye-bye.